movie talk about it? With Jason Kigo. Movie talk about it, movie talk. Okay, what's... How's it going? It's going pretty good. How you going? All right. I'm a bit tired. Yeah, well, this late night is your fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> last last time you blamed me on on fucking podcast, mate. Yeah, I'm blaming last... you this time. All right, uh, I'll I'll accept it. What's the theme for today, Jess? What happened? Oh, I forgot. Actually, it's actually we did cheaper bin DVDs. Oh, that's right. That's why I didn't remember. I was thinking of paranormal for some reason. Yeah. That was the week before. This is a good theme. I'm a fan of this theme, Jess. Okay. I've got, a, I've got a lot of history with cheapo bin DVDs. But you don't even buy DVDs. You're like, can I watch it anywhere? Okay, I won't buy it. Um, Nowadays I am, but like, I don't know. If it's there and I can't get it anywhere else, then I will buy it. I'll hand over like a $2 coin and have it. Okay. I wish mine was two dollars. Well, my thing. So I got when the video shop in town closed down. I actually got the DVD of After Hours, which isn't anywhere else for some reason, and that's really sad. But I got it, um, and he loves it. Yeah, I love it. His favorite movie. There's yeah. a switch at work that keeps telling me to watch After Hours. I'll have to send you a photo. It sounds confusing, but I'll send you a photo, and then you'll be like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What's your experience with cheapo bins in your life, Jess? From markets? Um, or from markets? No, I just go into stores, and they're like, oh, we got these on special. Oh, they're $10 instead of $20. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, because you straight up were about to go into a regular JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. No. Yeah, I was because you you guys didn't say it had to be from a, like a cheap like I don't know. Well, we thought we were talking like Vinnie's. Sense that you actually had common sense too, Jazz. We thought you knew about all the stuff. No, well that is also a cheapo bin, but it's not a cheap cheapo bin like what the cheapo bins you're telling me about. The sale bin, but like. Sometimes you'll go to a market, right? Do you ever go to markets? No, not really. I, will, I do want to go to the next one that comes up, though, actually. Yeah. There's, there's one at the shopping centre that they have every, I think, once or twice a month on a Sunday. The car park. Mm. In the back corner, there's usually a guy with a bunch of boxes full of old DVDs. Okay. I've gotten some real... Damn, I've got some good stuff there in my okay. life. I, I like I like what you do in the sense of like buying movies, but and like looking it up to see if like you you can watch it somewhere. But I like owning movies, so I can just be like, I don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought you were gonna buy movies at the cheaper bin place we were at, mm-hmm. and then you didn't. I almost did though, but then I didn't. Yeah. That time I was saving. I didn't want to spend any money. Fair didn't enough. Feel hmm. Didn't but, feel um, the urge. Nah. 
Well, there's one market I found all the Scanners sequels, including Scanner Cop 1 and 2. Have you seen Scanners, Jace? No, I have not seen Scanners. It's like the government's trying to find all these psychic people who can blow people's heads up and turn them into soldiers. Oh, yeah? It's pretty sick. Is it actually good, though? Um, I haven't seen the sequels yet. I have them ready to go. I'm going to watch them this, this year at Halloween. Okay. Um... The first one's pretty cool, though. Yeah. One time I got American Graffiti. I found um, Soldier, the Kurt Russell one from 98. And also Big Showdown, Little Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. Um, But there's a few that just recur all the time. Like, every time I go to a market or I find a bin, there's, like, a really high chance I'll see, like... Dr. Chopper, this slasher movie, it's got like, on the front cover, there's an ugly dude holding a knife and it just looks like shit, but I see it everywhere. I found a box at a market one time that just had four copies in the same box. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, there's another one I've seen in a few places, which you almost got. Mm. What was that one? The Ring of Fire? Is that Ring of Fire. Yeah, Ring of Fire 1 too. Because I got one from um, another town. And then you almost grabbed it in my car. Yeah, because it looked interesting. Yeah, interesting. It looked like an action movie. Yeah. There's another one, which was my pick for this week. I see it all the time. Well, I've seen it a bunch of times in my life from childhood. And only recently, a couple of years ago, I just grabbed it. And it's okay. called The Willies. Oh my god, yes. The Willies. That's the movie for this episode. You know, that would have been an awesome segue. Mm, would have been. It was like a double feature DVD too, with a movie that Corey Feldman directed. The only thing he ever directed, and there was a movie called Busted. Is it good? I haven't seen it. It looks like shit. But... <laughs> it looks like shit. I've got it. Fair enough. You can watch it sometime. Yeah, and one day. What have you got, Jess? What did you pick from a cheapo bin in town? I picked Eric the Viking, a John Cleese movie. Yeah, John Cleese is in it a little bit. He is. And uh, it was directed by a guy who like co-directed some of the Monty Python movies. Yeah. So... Yeah, but we'll get into that later. We will. Yeah. I watched a few other things this week, though. Yes, tell us about your watchings of this week, Kigo. Yeah, alrighty. Um, I watched a movie called Highway Patrolman from 1991. Um, the guy who directed Repo Man made it. All right. Repo Man's like a, it's like a cult movie that's got like a really cool punk rock, punk rock vibe and it's about like a Repo Man who possesses a vehicle that has a dead alien in the boot. Okay. Pretty cool. But Highway, Highway Patrolman is a surprisingly well-made and well-shot movie set in Mexico. 
about this young guy who becomes a highway patrolman. And um, there's lots of corruption and stuff. Like police corruption or...? Yeah, police corruption from him being a bad guy, but also fighting bad guys like a taxi driver type situation, I guess. Yeah, okay. It's interesting because the director, Alex Cox, he's American, I think, but he's based this movie in Mexico and they're speaking Spanish, even though he's not like a Spanish person. I mean, maybe he got a translator or maybe he was just... Maybe he just knows Spanish, I think. I have no clue. But um, it was cool. Was he American, did you say? I think Alex Cox is American. Well, some Americans know um, Mexican. Yeah. I think so. Uh, But apparently it was supposed to be like a... He was going... He was trying to make like a... Mexican version of a samurai movie. Oh, no. That that would be funny, though. No, but it's, like, not silly. It's just, like, it takes a... It takes, like, um... uh, It takes inspirations from samurai movies and applies it to, like, a Mexican cop drama. It's actually good. Okay. Yeah. Then I watched a couple of David Cronenberg movies again. I watched Dead Ringers, and it's about a couple of twins who are too close, um, and they're also both gynecologists. And one of them becomes addicted to drugs, and the other one wants to get him off drugs, but he has to calibrate himself with his brother and also take drugs, and they both become addicted. Oh, no. It's a... I Sounds like a Mactown weekend. I explained it pretty badly then, but it's actually like a really good psychological thriller. And it's it's like Jeremy Irons is the actor and he plays both twins. So he's playing two characters. Oh, okay. Forest. Yeah. Even like in the same shot, talking together too. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of convincing too. It's really impressive. But it's a really, it's a creepy, it's like an uncomfortable, just psychological thriller. All right. Yeah. That was a 9 out of 10. So was Highway, Highway Patrolman, two nines. But then the other Cronenberg movie I watched was Fast Company. And it really sticks out. It's not a normal Cronenberg movie because Cronenberg, he's like, he's well known for doing lots of body horror and thrillers mostly, especially in like the 70s and 80s. He did a bunch of horror. But in the middle of this in 1979, just amongst these horror movies, he makes some wholesome car racing movie. It was kind of cool. Speed Racer. Yeah, it's kind of like Speed Racer. Wait, is it actually... Uh, well, the cars are fast, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's really lame, but in a cute kind of way. It's like a very predictable but enjoyable story. It's like cars, but with people. I mean, you know, the Pixar movie cars? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With, actual, with people. Something like that. That's a bad way of describing it. 
but John Saxon plays like this corporate boy villain. He's fuck. I love John Saxon. Um, but then you could you could say he's sexy or oh, <laughs> well said, Jess. Got such a way with words, hey. But man, it's so bad. This guy knows how to play a, a dislikable villain, and I like it. You know, and then he just like at the end of the movie. He just gets murdered by the cool good guy who wants to ride um, ride his fast car and achieve victory. And then they all live happily ever after, despite committing murder. But he had it coming, so it's okay. Fair enough. Fast Company, cool movie. Not very good, but I enjoyed it 7 out of 10. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, yeah, I watched What We Do in the Shadows. What do we do in the shadows, Keegan? Oh, Suck Blood. Oh, it's, is it oh, a vampire movie? Yeah, it's the title okay. of and um, Jermaine Clement. I think Jermaine Clement is one of those Flight of the Concords guys. So he teamed up with Taika Waititi, and they made What We Do in the Shadows like a wholesome vampire documentary. And... Okay. Um, Taika Waititi plays one of the vampires, and they're like roommates. It was really funny. Wait, what year was this? 2014. Oh, wow. That's recent. Yeah. Mickey likes his movie. Taika hey. Waititi is like her favorite director. She likes the TTs. You're on a roll tonight. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, but there's a bit where... so. Taika's character was in love with this um, woman, this human woman back in the day. But um, he got his ma- he got his servant to ship him down to New Zealand, but he like didn't pay the correct shipping, so it took him eighteen months. <laughs> Wait, anyway, what? And in that time, the woman he was in love with fell in love with a human man and lived her life. And so now he's like, "Oh, I let her live her live a life," and I didn't try and pursue her anymore and he was sad about it but now the old lady is like 90 something and her husband's dead and then at the end of the movie he goes to visit her and turns her into a vampire and then wait wait she's old she's old but he turns her turns her as an old person oh no that sounds disastrous no he loves her for what's on the inside Jason is beautiful and uh (laughs) Yeah, go on, go on. So Taika Waititi, this like younger, I guess, looks like he's thirty, early thirties or something, sitting with this ninety-year-old woman, and he's saying, "Oh yes, we get some looks and some judgment from people about the age gap. Like, why is this ninety-year-old woman with a man who's four times her age? But we're okay with it." <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, <laughs> that sounds cancer. Yeah. I thought the movie was a little bit overly quirky at points, so I pulled it back a bit to a seven, but a very funny, enjoyable movie. Oh, it's a seven, even though Mickey liked it. Interesting. Yeah. So then I watched... Okay, so I started watching the Michael Bay movies. I'm start, I've started that. Oh, yes. I'm three movies in, I think, out of like 12. No, there's 15, and five of them are Transformers movies. Yeah, 
So I watched Bad Boys, um, which is worse than I remember. And I didn't even remember that much from when I was a kid when I watched it the first mm, time. Because Bad Boys, what was the main two actors of that? Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Yeah, okay, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think that was that bad, but I haven't seen it recently, so. Uh, yeah, I watched, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm a couple moves away from Bad Boys 2 because I'm watching them in order from first made to newest. Yep. So hopefully by the time I get to the newest one, it'll be out because it came out this year called Ambulance. Bradley Cooper. Oh, did it actually? Um, I don't think it's out yet here. I might have to wait a bit, but um, yeah. I'll be watching it. Okay. But basically, with Bad Boys, it's surprisingly juvenile and just immature and uh, unfunny, more so than I remember Yeah. from when I was a kid. Yeah. The, the action's all right. And whenever the scenes, whenever it's with like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, I guess Michael Bay is just saying, hey, um, bicker, yell at each other, and try to be funny. But then, and then they do that the whole movie. And then there's some bad jokes and stuff here and there. And there's, you know, it's a cop action movie with a lot of swagger, I guess. And then whenever he has to do dialogue or scenes with women, he just tells them to, I guess. The women characters, they they don't have any character. It's like... They're just basic. They're just reading their lines. I don't know. Oh, so it's like bad acting? Is that what you said? Oh, it, oh it's just that... <laughs> it's hard to explain. Okay. I guess it's bad acting, but I'm assuming that it's due to Michael Bay's like bad instructions or something. I just don't think that he was given the girls good characters. He probably shouldn't have. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> weird. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. And then The Rock came out like a year later or two years later. And it's got Sean Connery and Nick Cage in it. And I just. It was a massive improvement. This is his best movie so far. Like nine out of ten. I was surprised with how good this was. But also just really campy as well. It's just cool. The setup is crazy. Um, Alcatraz, the prison on the island, is like a tourist attraction. And so a bunch of people are there and some mercenaries have taken them hostage and they want the government to give them money and then give the money to the families of soldiers who died that weren't um, recognised or acknowledged because of the because their missions were top secret or whatever. Mm, yeah. And so if they don't get the money in a certain amount of time, they'll kill the hostages and just fire chemical weapons into America. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, the villain's actually surprisingly cool. And um, it was written by the guy who wrote Die Hard 2. I mean, not Die Hard 2, but Die Hard as well as The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so Nick Cage is kind of a pussy, but he's a chemical weapons expert. So he's like got to go to this island with army dudes to stop them launching these weapons or whatever. And um, they have this big setup for this one character. And he's like, oh, it's top secret. No one knows he exists. He's played by Sean Connery. And he's the only man who ever escaped from Alcatraz. 
and it's just silly, but also really cool. So then they send in Sean Connery and Nick Cage and all these army dudes to the island to rescue the hostages and stop the rockets or whatever. And then all the army dudes die. And so it's just Sean Connery and Nick Cage against the whole group and they win. Fucking awesome. I mean, the camera was really shaky and the editing was really bad. They gave me a headache. But apart from that. Wait, that gave you a headache? Yeah, the shaky cam and that. Yeah, but you told me that the Blair Witch Project was okay. And I and I told oh, you no. how sick it made me feel because of the shaky cam. That's kind of different. I don't know how to explain it though. That's uh, like... The shaky cam on the Blair Witch is the worst I've ever seen. Mm, no, nah, there was shaky cam mixed with quick cuts in the crazy action scenes like the car chase and the rock. That gave me a headache, but Blair Witch didn't give me a headache. I think they're a little bit different. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, The Rock was cool. Um, and then I watched Armageddon. Um, yeah, there's a meteorite coming towards Earth that's going to kill everyone. So they have 18 days to train a bunch of drillers, played by Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis, Steve Buscemi and some other guys, the drillers to drill a hole into the meteor and put a nuke in it to split it so it doesn't hit Earth. They gotta train oh, these guys. I think I've seen this. Yeah. They gotta train these guys to become astronauts in eighteen days and send them up there and stop the meteor. Jesus Christ. Instead of just training astronauts to drill, which wouldn't take as long. So it opens. Um the opening of this movie is crazy. From like the start of the the just the narration and exposition about you know the um meteor that killed all the dinosaurs and then modern day and a meteor shower just hitting New York and blowing everything up and the dog not dying a dude has a dog and then the meteors hit and the dog survives so I was so happy that's, that's always what, good yeah the best where the meteor showers hit the earth. Like before the meteor, the, the mini meteors from the big meteor. That shit was crazy. And, but there was a bunch of bullshit. It felt like a blur. All these characters, I don't know. But it was still cool. Seven out of ten. It was just really excessive. I think he was trying to one up himself after The Rock. But like it didn't really work yet. The Rock was still better. But again was cool. So that's all my movies. All right. I've got one. You had one, Jess. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm guessing you want to talk about it. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. I did not like this movie at all. What was it? It was called Vertigo, one of Keegan's tens. Oh, Jess, there's also 750 professional critics that made a list in 2012 that disagree with you. What do you have to say to all of them? That this movie's trash. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so hear me out, right? So movie goes, old man has a wife and she loves painting. Really pretty, blonde hair, glasses, nice curls. Yeah, her name is Midge. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just I'm just describing without the name. And no. then he meets this girl who doesn't remember who the hell she is, and he falls in love with her. And then uh, who knows where the fuck she came from. And then I don't remember what happened between then and then to a, a girl that he's seen later on. So you weren't paying attention. I, I must have been paying attention. <laughs> okay. Because Dead said, I, I like, I looked at my phone and they look up and then he's like falling in love with this other girl. And I was like, wait, I miss what? I, I don't even know what the fuck happened. I'm like, this movie, what right. the hell? Okay, so what did you not like about it? No, t- tell me what happened, Keegan. I mean, there's a story about this guy who has to follow a guy's... I mean, he's a private investigator and he has to follow a dude's wife to see what's going on. And then he becomes obsessed and then the woman dies. And it's just a big setup for some reason. But this convoluted little mystery story is just a setup for this character, which is based on Alfred Hitchcock, the man who made the movie in real life, and how he is kind of, uh, I guess, weird misogynist guy. It's his most self, like, but then he never was like that self-aware again after Vertigo. But this was just like a, I don't know, it's a thing where this character is very self-centered and his beautiful, intelligent wife is in love with him, Midge, but he ignores that for this mysterious and beautiful, also blonde, just object of desire to him. Like a, just like a, a thing he's fascinated but doesn't know anything about and just how um, he wants to manipulate and get that and ignore I mean, real things. Yeah. So he's all chasing the fantasy, pretty much. And being a bad guy. Being a bad husband, too. And that's a pretty average explanation. Yeah. Of that, (laughs) which I think is the point of the movie. But at the same time, it's also beautifully shot. The colours are awesome. Um, It's a beautiful movie. Uses a lot of iconography. Um, what else? It's well written too. And All added. right, so with Keegan fucking buttering it up, this is what yeah. I didn't like about it. So I don't know what happened to the girl that didn't remember herself. No idea. But then what, the girl, wait, the black haired girl that didn't remember herself? Yeah. She did remember herself, but she didn't want him to think that she was the same girl. She was an actor playing the blonde girl and faked her death. And then he found her when he wasn't supposed to. And she's trying to hold up. Um, she's trying not to let him know that she was that girl who faked and that she faked her death and that he was set up. So she went oh, along with that's right. and got transformed back into the blonde girl who she played, the character she played back around this makes it 100 no 1000 times worse than what i thought it was what okay all right hear me out oh so you thought it was just a random woman yeah i thought it was a random woman and then he was just being a fucking fuckhead because that's what he is like (laughs) as his character 
But if she knew about him this whole time, why did she go out with him? No, that's fucking dumb. No, I hate this movie. I'm reducing the fucking... fucking... (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's a one star for me. Fuck. Well, I'm going to... When you return the the Blu-ray back to me, I'm going to watch it and then have a better... Be able to explain it better, I think. Because that's just... Like, my explanation there is just based on fucking memory from... Yeah, because... I remember you telling me about it, and I'm like, that sounds interesting. And then as I watched it, I mean, I did look at my phone a couple of times or a few times during the movie, but Mm -hmm. it shouldn't have been that fucking confusing to understand what happened. No, that was dumb. No, fucking hate it. If you rewatch it it and you understand more, you're going to up that rating up to a 10. I bet (sighs) you. I feel like I have to, like, (laughs) watch it and just not take my eyes off the movie the whole time because I feel like yeah. I feel like the story itself had a lot of non-talking story, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. the story was being told by actions and if you don't watch the screen, you probably won't understand. Does that make sense? Yeah, some really, some really good subtle moments and good editing. Yeah, so I feel like... Yeah. The opening where he's talking to his wife and him, he says something that she didn't like and she has gives him that half look. But I don't understand where the fuck he got Vertigo from. No, he always had it. He discovered that he had it um, when during the opening chase scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway, after he met this girl and then... He, like, fucking stalked the shit out of her and then she finally said yes to going out with him and then eventually she liked him back, which makes everything worse because she knew about him going by what Keegan's saying and makes things worse. Mm. And then um, he wanted her to change her look and he forced her to change her look even though she didn't want to. He, He peer pressured her not even peer pressure. It was like a mental fuckery. Oh, man, this movie's so bad. It's just about a guy's obsession. Yeah. Yeah, and I know, guys. but he's forcing someone else. Like, no. Nah, oh. And then at the end, she dies because he, like, confronts his past with her. Oh, man, no. Uh, no. Did you think well shot? Any of those things, or do you not really care about that? I'm more, I'm more invested in the story, Keegan. Well, I like everything. Yeah, okay. when I want stuff. It depends on like what the best bits of it are. I don't know. Complicated. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. But um, yeah, so I, I, I did give it a three out of ten. Because I was a bit confused and I felt like I had to rewatch it. But then after Keegan told me that, which he may or may not be right or wrong. It has been a few years since I've watched it. But uh, I do want to rewatch it. I, I gave it a one because. But. Because you're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> you don't know what's good. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that's all our bonuses. There we go. Which right. one of our thingos, Jess, do you want to talk about first? Um, 
Which one do you think was worse? Uh, I thought they were both below. I thought they were both around the same. I think they were both below average, but it had some things that I liked about them both. Which one did you like? Like, uh, okay, I dis I disliked Eric the Viking a little bit more than I disliked the Willies. Okay, but the, Willies, the Willies is worse than Eric the Viking, but it had things I liked about it that I thought were funny. Um, I also thought Willies was worse because I feel like Eric the Viking was better made. That's uh, true. But yeah. the story made me think I was fucking tripping acid. <laughs> like, holy shit. Uh-huh. So which one did you want to talk about first? I was fucking go with the Willies first. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie... 1990, directed by a guy named Brian Peck. It's like a, it's kind of like an anthology. There's two stories in one movie, and these kids in a tent camping in the backyard are telling these stories. Well, technically, there's more than two stories, but they didn't really go into it. There's a bunch of mini stories at the start, and then there's two main stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to go for that kid horror vibe. It's trying to do the same thing that The Gate and Goonies and Stand By Me, those yeah. types of But the horror was more like a like a story time, like in a tent at late at night in the backyard. Yeah. It had those had those 80s child horror vibes, but it was lower quality. It was almost like um, Round the Twist. That's what it felt like, almost. Uh, yeah, that kind of makes sense, actually. Yeah, old TV show, Round the Twist. Yeah, I love that TV show. Scared the fuck out of me as a kid. Um, but, yeah, like, the first story I did not like, and the second story was nearly just as bad. Mm-hmm. We're but, just talking about the main ones, not the mini ones? Not the mini ones, no. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to talk about the mini ones? I don't really remember the mini ones, to be honest. I remember a little bit about them, but, like, they put a dog in a microwave. Not for real, but, like, the dog is in an enclosed space and didn't look very comfortable. And um, I don't think the dog enjoyed it. Also, they, I think there was some animal cruelty done to a lot of flies. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was bad. That was in the second story. Yes, lucky um, Mickey's not here to um, not didn't watch it. Should be upset about her flies being mm-hmm. flightless. Yeah, but poor doggy. <laughs> I don't remember like the I, dog in the microwave. No, well they had the dog in the microwave, not a real microwave. They didn't cook a fucking dog, but like, you know, he's just sitting in there. And I hope they didn't do too many takes. I hope they didn't. I hope they did it quick. But I don't know. Stuff like that. Yeah. And um, like, I don't know. That's the thing. And then the first main story. The setup is really basic. I was thinking, wow, this is this is shit. This is boring. It's low quality. It's fucking lame. Mm. There's like yeah, the YouTube version okay. you gave me was even worse quality. <laughs> 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 but go on, go on. So. No, my DVD was pretty shit quality too. 
But um, there's bully characters and teacher characters, and the kids are like a little nerd with sun, like with glasses, and no one believes mm. him. He won a um a drawing except contest, for, except for the wholesome janitor. He was nice, the kid. Hey? Oh, he was so nice. What a nice yeah. fellow. So then it's like this cliche bullshit for a good twenty minutes, and then the kid goes to the bathroom, and there's a monster in the bathroom, and then the movie gets surprisingly. Out of pocket, like, yeah, it's weird. It goes into yeah. child murder. It turns a corner. <laughs> a Kids big corner. Getting murdered in this movie by a monster is brutal and holy shit. Mm. And then the, there's like pants pissing as well. I was yeah. like, wow. I was shocked. Wasn't expecting it. Yeah, because this kid gets bullied. And the janitor's oh. like, oh, but listen here. Oh, I forgot what the, like the character's name was. Like, listen here, little boy. Oh, those bullies will probably get what they get. Like, will get what's coming to them eventually. He was saying, oh, what were their names? I'll take care of them. He's like, I don't want to tell. He's like, that's all right. Just, just say that I figured it out myself, and you said nothing. That's what I'll tell them. Yeah, and it's a whole it, little conversation. I didn't expect anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was being a nice fella to the little boy. Mm-hmm. And the boy was going to get off scot-free. Yeah. So basically the story is this kid gets picked on. Then, um, then there's a test or something and he wants to go to the toilet. And he goes to the toilet and there's a monster in the toilet. There's two toilets, but one's like disgusting and horrible. Yeah. Um, but Bullshit. when he walks through the toilet, he sees the janitor's um, equipment. Doesn't really yeah. think much of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he sees the janitor's head in the cupboard, but it's yeah. actually a skin suit. Yeah, after the um, after seeing the monster, he runs back and tells the teacher, oh, no, there's a monster in the toilet. And then they're like... I don't know, they didn't believe him and so they stopped telling lies and all that type of stuff. Teacher's like, you're a fuckwit and you pissed your pants and I'll show you. I'll show you that there's no monster there. (laughs) And then she gets fucking murdered. She gets pulled into the roof. (laughs) She goes into the (laughs) toilet and gets fucked up. Yeah. And then he goes back to class and all the kids are going crazy and the bully character's just taking the bathroom. Yeah, because like... The teacher's dead, teacher's dead, died from the monster, and the boy's like, I don't believe you. Show me where this monster is. And they boys go in there and because they want to, they just want to tease him. And then he locked the boys in there with the creature. Yeah. Justified. Yeah. But during this time as well, he opens another door in the in the bathroom that was locked when the teacher went in there, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and saw the janitor's head just sitting there on on a on a um, desk. Yeah, that's the skin suit thing I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, so the monster appears to put on the skin suit and become human once it puts once he puts on the whole suit. Just Otherwise, yeah, he kills the three bullies. Um, so yeah. He, he doesn't crazy. talk or... It doesn't seem like he can talk when he doesn't have the skin suit on, though. Yeah, I don't know. And it's weird, too, because the kid's like... 
the janitor likes the kid because the kid gets bullied. He feels sorry for him. But at the same time, he's scaring the kid and the kid has to like throw soap at him and run past him or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Silly. It's funny because he threw the soap and he caught it. The janitor caught it. Well, the monster caught it. I was like, and then, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Pretty wacky. And then that was the end of that story pretty much. Yeah, like, it's, oh, a cool, it's a cool campfire story. This janitor who's a monster travels from school to school and kids disappear. <laughs> so the reason why these stories are being told is because the kids are like, oh, I've got a scary story. It's it's based on a true story. Yeah. And then they're like, that's not real. I've got a scary true story. Then the next one comes in to it. Mm. It's about this fat kid that he used to know. Yeah. This fat kid's got issues. Real bad issues. Uh, he has a thing for flies. Yes. So, yeah, gets pretty weird. It does get a little bit weird. So this kid collects flies. I think the weird thing is, okay, so the movie shows the dude just ripping wings off flies and not killing them straight away. Yeah. And then arranging their corpses over his, like... Um, dollhouse thing that he's got going on. Yeah, it's fucking weird. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with killing flies and swatting them because they're little shits. But I don't, you know, it's pretty bad to kill them slowly and rip their wings off and film it for the sake of this really below average movie. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, well, it's hard to know that if that was real or not, but at the same time, the, the flies looked like they were moving, like they were real. Oh, they looked really real. And it looked like he pulled the wings off for real. So, Even the flies that were inside that cookie looked like they were real. Looked, looked like, you know? Well, one thing I don't understand, Keegan, right? So the, the fat kid does all the shit to flies. His parents, like, think it's a phase. Um, but when he's walking home from school, he breaks into this guy's house, this weird guy, and steals dirt. Fertilizer, I mean. Yeah, fertilizer. But why? What's the fertilizer for? Oh, I think he uses it to catch flies or the flies eat it or something. Is and it? Is it because it's smelly and the flies come near it and he catches the flies that way? I think it's some fly catching shit I don't know about because I don't... Not my hobby. <laughs> yeah, true. I just didn't question. I'm like, okay, that's the thing they do. Um, but yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. So, read my notes. But yeah, so the guy comes out of the house because he makes noise and he has a shotgun. I was like, "Get out of my yard!" But eventually, yeah. in the movie, he's become comes onto the news about his really large vegetables, giant carrot. Yeah. Giant beetroot, all that type of stuff. He says it's his special fertilizer that he that he has created. That's it. And so, yep. So yeah, yeah, and just whatever he applies the fertilizer to um, becomes really big. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he realised that he can stop that kid coming over to his house and stealing his fertilizer all the time. If he gives him a jar of this fertilizer. So basically, his parents, um, what's it called? 
they confiscate all his fly corpses. Yeah. And they say, you're going to stop being a little shit and you're going to get, yeah. you're going to stop this. And he's just gone. And then he's like, oh, I got some flies in my room that they didn't get. And he puts them in the jar. And that night they turn into big flies. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so you know, fucking dumb. You know how the kid's been ripping the wings off the flies, Jace? Yeah. The flies, they rip his arms off. Yeah, and he's just sitting there armless <laughs> in the room. It's so oh fucking God. dumb. So <laughs> the parents actually were really angry with him because they didn't really want a weird kid as a son. And they were like, you need to go make friends. So he he had a bit of a cry to these kids at school that were like wanting to leave him alone because they don't want nothing to do with him. And he's like, oh, but this, this, this. And like, oh, I feel bad. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stay and talk to you. It's all right. And he's like, do you want a cookie? And feeds this girl a cookie. And she uh, eats he it. Him, he was giving him a sop story. And then she was like, okay, I'll eat a cookie. And then she added flies. And he was just having Yeah, because he cooked cookies. Like, he cooked fly corpses in he's his cookie. Joker. And made other people eat it. So the parents were like, nah, this is the last straw, and just took everything away from him. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He just wanted to prank these kids and watch yeah, the world. That's fucking there. disgusting. I'm glad origin story right here. I'm glad the flies killed him though. There's also oh no, um, oh no, they just ripped his hands off. Yeah, they just survived. ripped his arms off, and he survived. But the parents are dead. The parents end up dying because they went into the room to be like, "What's going on in here?" And then next minute, um, they see their, their kid with no arms on, just like sitting up on his bed. And they're like, what the hell? And then next minute, the fly appears from behind the door, and then that's it. That's what you see of them. So, yes. I don't know. I assume they, they died. Well, I don't know. I didn't notice what happened to them. But there was one actually good scene in this one, and it was like the dream sequence where he's walking in the house, it's all dark, and the TV turns on. I thought oh, that yeah. was kind of That was actually pretty cool. Low key creepy as fuck. And then he yeah. wakes up and there's a bunch of shit in his bed, worms. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up a second time. That was all really like kind of good. That was I, one good thing about this movie though, right, is that um the transition from each mm-hmm. story, like it'll like kind of like zoom in in a way and then it'll go into like a daytime scene. I was like, hey, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, but um, well, they're not very well written and they're kind of weird. Yeah, they are. The dialogue between the kids in the tent that they're telling the stories to is just really cringy too. Exactly. Yes. And one of the kids, they just got the guy from the Goonies and put him in the tent. And then they referenced the Goonies. Oh, did they actually? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. It was pretty lame. So that's the thing. And it turns out the first story was real and the dude's dad is the janitor. And no. The... No, 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 no. That's not what, what happened. His uncle. What? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So he's like, um, I don't know. Um, how, well, how do you know it's a true story? And he's like, oh, because my dad knows him. And they're like close friends. And then it's because they're both monsters. <laughs> And and the father's like, oh yeah, he's like, should I show him? And then the kid's like, yeah, show him, dad. And he like pulls off the skin mask, and it's the monster. 
It's like, fuck this. Oh my god. Yeah, he's a willy. He's one of the willies. <laughs> Nothing um, can. Those, Jess, those scary stories, they really gave me the willies. Oh. Does that mean you got your willy back? After all these years, I finally got my willy back, Jess. Nice. Good job, Keegan. Yeah, I know. That was funny. So that was um, the willies. What did yeah. you rate? Jays, what's your rate? Uh, I rated it. I'm pretty sure I rated it too. I just got to double check. What'd you rate it? So, I rated a six. Yeah, I rate, rated a two out of ten. The movie is probably a two out of ten, but some of the shit, like the kids getting murdered and their arms ripped off, and just the out of pocket shit like that, just got a reaction out of me. So six out of ten. Okay. For that. Just yeah. Bits of piece of shit though. <laughs> it it was pretty bad. And it so, is actually really cringe at the same time. <sighs> That's the Willies. I hyped it up a bit with the whole story about it being a part of my life through markets. But there you go. I recommend showing it to your kids though. No. It might be it might be a learning experience of like I don't know, it might actually be scary to them. Maybe. It, it's like a child horror horror story, horror movie thing. But there's already way better options like Coraline. Oh Coraline's fucked up. <laughs> Even for adults that shit's fucked up. Nah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's terrifying. That's a better kids horror movie. Or just Nightmare Before Christmas. Because that movie's awesome. Nightmare Before Christmas is a good movie. How is that it's a horror not, movie? It's not scary, but it's like Halloween shit in it. Yeah, but that's not... Okay, all right. All right, so next movie, Eric the Viking. Yeah. About a Viking named Eric, <laughs> obviously, oh. who realises... Wait, no, he sees a random like vision of this person... And was like, you need to stop Ragnarok. What, what was it called, Keegan? Is Ragnarok. The Age of Ragnarok or something like that. Yeah. He has to go to this island where there's a horn. He must blow it three times. The first time will transport him to where the gods are in the tree, is it? Or Midgard? One of those. Yeah. Um, the, the garden the sec- Midgard? I don't know. The second time he blows it, it will wake them up. And the third time... It'll take him back home, and the gods who've woken up will end the age of Ragnarok. Yeah. So there's some like. So. It's, it's so the characters in this movie are based on actual Vikings, and because there's Thorfinn, there's Leif the Lucky, some mm-hmm. like Harfden. Yeah, these are like Vikings who existed. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's like also Norse mythology happening as well. But it's like a half movie that's taking itself seriously and being an adventure with scenes that are like trying to be like a Monty Python movie. And it comes okay. off really confused to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you said. Yeah. Did, was that like what your experience was like? Yeah, was this is the bit where I was tripping acid. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is what happened. So he mm-hmm. goes to the island and the island's a peaceful island. 
and yeah. they they warned them to not bring swords in their island because if you kill someone on the island, it, the island will sink. That's it. Anyway, um, they got really bad singers on the island. Anyway, they ended up getting the horn off the island because they they deterred the bad guys from the island that were following them. So yes. they gave him the horn. But one of their allies was like betraying them and ended up stabbing someone, but they didn't know about the island was sink. So he yeah. killed someone on the island. So the island starts sinking and the mm. people who are all peaceful and shit, like all happy with each other. Well, like, nah, it's not sinking. You can't, yeah. you can't make us believe that it's sinking. And then they all just sunk with the island. What the I think fuck? Just making some kind of political Monty Python joke about. Yeah, it. I, I, <laughs> I think that's what was happening. Yeah, that was just like some societal joke. Yeah, and then the daughter—I I think it was the daughter of the main island guy—that was like, "No, Dad, it's sinking, it's sinking." Yep. The sole survivor girl who goes with them. Yeah, so she's the sole survivor of this island. Mm. Um, so then they blow the horn, and next minute a giant waterfall appears underneath them. Like they've re- like so, if the Earth was flat, the waterfall would just go straight off to the ledge. Right? This is exactly yeah. what was it happening. Looked like, it looked like the edge of the world thing that happened in the Pirates of the Caribbean three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was That's cool, it. right? Like, there were some cool moments and good-looking things in Eric the Viking. And they were holding the boat onto the water by a rope. They were literally holding this rope to a rock. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we just, just let go. This is the where we need to go. And then as they let go, they just fly out into nowhere and it's just stars everywhere like they're in space. And then yeah. it just starts going down, and they're like, oh, these are so beautiful. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, and they land softly, and there's like a castle thing in the distance. When they land at the end of that? Yeah, yeah, they land. And then like it's still like, oh, no, it's like a giant castle, and they're like, oh, it's Midgard. And yeah, so the sequence looked really cool too. Like, it's visually appealing down there. It was kind of visual appealing, but it also made me think I was tripping on acid. It was yes. weird. Well, it's definitely... Yeah, it's a weird movie. All that stuff you just talked about was, like, in the second half of the movie. But this movie opens with um, a... Well, Vikings pillaging a village, and the main character like half attempting to like rape a woman it opens with a rape joke oh yeah that's right monty python rape joke yeah but it's yeah it's it's only a rape joke because of vikings you know how they pillage rape women and all that shit that's what they were going into he's like she's like have you done this before he's like no i i don't really like raping that's the main character, and that's the joke. And then two of his Viking friends come in. They start trying to rape her, but then he kills them, and back accidentally kills her. And it's this really absurd, um, comedic scene. It's trying to be 
it's really trying to be like a Monty Python joke, but just doesn't have mm. the same energy. Yeah. And then what's weird is after this, this like comedic, I mean, this, this character who was basically the core of this rape joke or whatever, she recurs later on in the movie as like a motivator for Eric like he's fallen in love with her or something, and we're supposed to take this really seriously, but every time she pops up, it just reminds us of that absurd joke. Yeah. We're doing. So it's like half trying to get us to take it seriously and take itself seriously, but half trying to be a Monty Python movie and failing. Yeah, but there was that one scene where they're on the island and the father comes in and be like, oh, you got a man in here. And she's like, yeah. gave, gave him a cloak, the invisibility cloak. It was like, I thought, are they doing that joke from Life of Brian, but worse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. It was so fucking sad. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, the, the cloak, um, the father walks in and he's just standing there in the middle, like naked. And he's got the cloak on his head because it doesn't go around him. It's just on his head yep. or, and around the sides of his head. And he's holding on to it and the father's looking everywhere for him and fucking nothing. Couldn't find shit. Anyway, he's like thought the bad people that came to the island had magic as well. So he grabbed the magic cloak. And then as he runs away and jumps off and floats to the ground to use his magic against him, She's like, it only works for my dad. And then as and he, yeah, like, worn it... It works the Christian character, too. Yeah, as he wears it, it, the Christian character was like, where'd he go? How'd he do that? <laughs> and then he yeah. got this confidence and was, like, fighting them without violence. Yeah, like, Hafton, pushing... Hafton and his Hafton's crew. Yeah, and Hafton, yeah. the tyrannical guy who tortures people is played by John Cleese. That's John Cleese's character. Yeah. So, so, yeah, he defeats these people and was like, hell yeah, that, that invisibility cloak was perfect. They didn't see what was happening. And then his crew's just standing around looking at him and be like, we did it. And then he's like, wait, you guys can see me? Yes. And they're like, yes, we can see you. And then he, like, fainted or something. I don't remember. That, that entire scene was one jerk. Um. But then when they when they like kind of like blew the horn, wait, was it the first time? Yeah. The first one, this girl had the mouthpiece and it was like a serious moment or like a like an epic kind of in a mythological way kind of cool scene. And then you know, she sort of leads them into the thing and they have to try and resist the urge to kill each other because of the once the after the first time they've blown the horn, um, they become filled with hatred and they have to um, fight the urge to indulge in their hatred and kill each other. That's a thing. Okay. It's just like serious stuff like that. It's really inconsistent in a weird movie. Yeah. But, but... Like, yeah, occasionally it's really good. Like set design. There's some good sets. And visuals, even though there's like some green screen stuff. But... Oh, I just remember we missed the best bit. 
What? We went straight to the island. What about yeah. the journey towards the island? You, I was wondering why you were fucking starting from the second half of the movie, Jess. No, but you mentioned the island, I, I thought. No, you started with the island. No, he, no, he had to get... I was saying that he had to... I don't know, it doesn't matter. I was summarizing the story, which was the acquiring of the horn and then blowing the horn three times. Yeah, I, I think I'm telling the story backwards. <laughs> yeah, the first half of the movie is them getting to the horn and the second half is well they've got the horn now they're waking them up them gods Mm. but like I didn't yeah so the best part about the movie which also made me think was tripping balls was that they're they're being chased by the bad guys on the boat and they're like rowing the boat and then a smoke clears so they changed direction oh yeah they go into the smoke to lose them yeah to lose them and then appears um, in like this dark, rocky area, and it was like kind of spooky. And then this giant fish appeared. With, yeah, you know, it's the... a serpent. That's another Norse mythology creature. It's like a serpent that covers the um, the entire length of the world, or something, or the ocean. Yeah, but it was one of those not those deep sea fishes with the lantern on its head. Yeah, it had that thing on its head, but that creature is that mythological Norse creature. So, I the name of it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. But, yeah. but um, yeah, so what they did, um, it was like trying to eat the boat, and they're like, no. And, but yeah, he, yeah. he had this pillow that his mother gave him, which he didn't want that his father always took with him to sleep on, so he, you know, had good sleep and shit. He, like, ripped it open and had feathers in it, and he's, like, on top of this fish, and the fish is trying to eat the boat. He, like, chucks all the feathers into the nostrils. <laughs> oh, fucking holy shit. And, and then he's like, oh, hold on to the boat, guys. And then the fish just stops. And then he's, like, about to sneeze. And then the fish just sneezes. And the boat just goes flying in the air. And they, yeah. they look over. Like, they all go to one side of the boat and look over the edge and see that they're, like, millions of meters up in the air. In the sky, but then it the boat. Kind of cool. It did look pretty cool, but um, but the joke was really unfunny. Yeah, then the boat tips, and they lose one man. He falls, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're all just they all just hanging there on the boat. That was kind of funny. Who was that guy who fell off? Oh, <sighs> he was lucky. Get it? Because he wasn't. Yeah, lucky. yeah, because he wasn't lucky. I got it. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they fell down into the water and then they had a hole in their boat. How did they yes. have a hole in their boat? From the teeth of the monster, maybe. And then they were trying to scoop all the water out so they could stay yeah. afloat. And it turns out they weren't really In deep water. Them. Yeah, no, well, they weren't in deep water, so... They're like, oh, we're not. We stopped sinking, and the next minute it cuts to daytime. They slept in that boat in the water overnight. Yes, and I think then we're explaining the story too much. Yeah, we probably are. Mm-hmm. But this is supposed to be the funny parts of the movie. Yeah, but, but, this... but you're explaining it, and like the joke is apparent, and I get it. But the delivery of the yeah, joke I'm not the good movie... at delivering jokes. 
Well, that's the thing. The delivery of the joke in the movie, the jokes are about as funny as like how you're describing it. They're just not funny. Yeah. Well, they are pretty lame though. They're slightly clever, but lame. Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, so well, once once they well, let's just skip forward then. So they ended up reviving their friends because they're in Valhalla, and mm-hmm. like in in like the start of Midgard. Oh no, he went there and he wanted to the the rape joke woman that he'd fallen in love with. He wanted to bring her back to life. Yeah. So he rejected the island girl for the dead girl. And that was a whole thing. But then the Christian man blew the horn and they all went back home. Yeah, because they were all about to die to go to hell because that's where little boy Odin was going to send them. That was weird that they made those gods look like children. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know why they did that either. Yeah. I don't think there's much else to say about the movie, Jazz. Yeah, I know. It's just getting that way. To sum it up, basically, it's a really confused movie that's half trying to be a Monty Python movie. Don't that's what? unfunny. And then the other half of the time, it's actually taking itself kind of seriously. Yeah. And that part of the movie is like the stuff I kind of like, actually. Because it does a pretty good job with it. But the Monty Python attempts, because those fail, just really take it take out of it. Yeah. I think they could have made something pretty decent. Oh, uh, they could have, yeah. Hmm. It was almost like... It reminded me of the never-ending story, the movie. Yeah. Kind of, in the way of the effects and visuals. In a way. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Same vibe, almost. But it's really weird how they keep trying to shove in stuff that's supposed to remind people of Monty Python and make them want to watch Eric the Viking. I don't know. Is that but pretty yeah. much it? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much about it. So, what'd you rate it? I rated it... What'd you rate it? 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. That's pretty low for you, Keegan. It was... Yeah. I rated it a 5 out of 10. It was really confused and inconsistent. Yeah. There was a few things I liked about it. That was... That's pretty much it. Yeah, it was really weird. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we had a pretty... Pretty average lineup of movies this week, Jess. We did. (laughs) Yeah. Would you double feature these two movies, Jason? Um, No, they're totally different. Yeah. Well, I feel like they're totally different in the sense of like, oh, what's the word? Oh, it's hard to say. I think they're both like around. Like, because one was trying to be horror. I don't I know. I mean, well, it was trying to be, it's trying to be kid horror, that kind of thing that Goonies and Stand By Me was doing. Yeah. Well, the thing that those movies popularized. I don't know. Yeah, kids I know talking, what you're saying. Kids talking shit and just stuff happening. I guess these are 
I mean, these movies are made in 89 and 90. Like, they're a year apart. They're similar quality. Just, like, average, below average movies. That aren't, that aren't serious. I guess you could chuck them both on and get on the piss or something and not pay attention. Yeah, true. I mean, you could do that. It would kind of work, but not really. I don't know. Yeah, if you trip acid, though, you'll have a much fun time. Man, this is the Jace tripping on acid episode. Yeah, pretty much. What, did you trip on acid lately or something? No, but I felt like I did when I watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yes, I tripped on acid recently. Mm-hmm. Or at least you feel like you did. Yeah. If that's what tripping on acid feels like, then... Okay, fair enough. I don't want it. I'm sure it's exactly the same, Jess. I'm sure it's a perfectly good um, alternative. <laughs> yeah, because it's healthy for you. Yeah, willies. No, <laughs> Eric the Viking. Funny title of movie, you know. Willies, because, you know, because of willies. That's the positive. Actually, oh, I might yeah. my rating to an eight now because um, willies. It's funny. Jesus Christ, Keegan. <laughs> Fuck. It is late, hey. It is late. We've oh, it's not too bad. Oh, it's 9.30. Holy shit. We've become better podcasters when the, it is late at night. Um, we got no emails either. No emails? Big sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, next week we got some movies, don't we? And they are based on true story. Great stuff. What the fuck, Keegan? Based on true story, stories, all that. Yeah. Man, good thing this is almost over, Jay's this podcast. Well... So, yeah, based on True Story is our next theme in our wheel. Um, what did you? What movie did you pick? Okay, I was tired of picking stuff that wasn't bussing. So I went with Battles Without Honor and Humanity this time. One of my favourites. It's a Japanese Yakuza movie from 1973. And uh, from what I can remember, it was based on a lot of actual interviews with members of the Yakuza, and it takes place over the course of, like, a couple of decades from the fifth, like, I think, post-war to early 70s. So it's like a big gangster crime epic from Japan. Okay. I really like. All right. Sounds all right. What about you, Dan? I did my thing, my (laughs) the thing I do best. And I scrolled through all a big list of based on true story movies. Oh, did you just go to the search bar and type in the word based? No. Not that retarded. I'm surprised. But, um, hey. Keep going, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so I found Zodiac, and I've been meaning to watch this because it's based on, like, because I listen to a bit of true crime podcast mm-hmm. in, in the past and uh so zodiac killer was a pretty big crime and scene back then 
So yeah. this is actually based off the Zodiac Killer, and it's based on the true story because it, it will go through... Well, I don't really know what it's going to go through exactly. I think it's... I think it's... I've seen it before. I've already given it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, I think it's based on what they had at the time, and it's like a theoretical sort of guess at who did it. Yeah, Com- it's like they put all the evidence to the together and try to link it together and then made a movie actually, about it. They actually reopened the investigation after the movie came out. Yeah, because they probably would have added something that they didn't think about and then opened, reopened the case. Like like the podcast, for instance, True Crime Garage yeah. have made police like, they didn't really make them do it, but because of their podcast, police have opened so many cases because what? of that podcast. Okay. Yeah. Do you, still listen to them? Hey? Do, you still listen, do you still listen to them? No, I haven't listened to them for a while. I used to listen to them a lot when I was delivering food, but I don't yeah. do that anymore. I used to deliver food and listen to shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Ethan listens to when he delivers food. Um, I don't know. Does he still do it? I don't know. I heard it once and that's it. Oh, I'd assume J-pop. From Ethan, J-pop. Oh, K-pop, oh no! Oh no! It's gonna be like that Japanese techno. Hmm. You know, or just episodes of Joe Rogan mixed in there as well. Or he just listens to um, that anime. What's that car racing anime? I don't know. Oh, I forgot. Speed racer. <laughs> Speed racer. No, no. It's like a old. Old Toyota or something. It's a Japanese anime that, uh, yeah. and it's got like really good beats in it, and he loves listening to that. Oh, true. Yeah, I like to bust out the um, playlist of anime intros and outros occasionally. Fire Force season one had a good one. Okay. Um, Food Wars season one outro, lovely. What are your favourites, Jess? Uh, I don't really care too much about intros and outros when it comes to anime. I like I'm I'm really story based. What do you usually skip them? Yeah, usually. Have you ever watched um, No well, Genesis Evangelion? Yes, like I have watched them, but I didn't get into it because I know when I listen to music, mm-hmm. not just music, like lyrical music, uh, okay. like songs, I uh, prefer to yeah. listen and sing along. Where I can't do that with Japanese music. Mm-hmm. Unless I know Japanese. Good. What's that? You'd sound silly if you tried to. Yeah, I'd, 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 like, like this white guy is just trying to say Japanese words and he's retarded. So, oh, he's special. Yeah. But I have an important question, Jess. Yes. So, say you're watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes. The intro is playing. You know, you know the intro? No, I don't. Wow, have you actually seen Neon Genesis Evangelion? The original uh, series? No, I haven't. I've only got the one 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 two 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 three two three. Oh, the movies? Yeah. yeah. You should watch the anime. The intro is iconic. Like I'm pretty sure Netflix put the skip intro button in there to um to catch terrorists. 
because to catch terrorists. That intro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I had I had a very important question for you too, actually. Oh, what is it? You're talking about your bonus movies. Yeah. And you uh, you're saying that this guy was a really good actor, the way he played the bad guy, right? Oh, John Saxon. Yeah, I John mean, he's Saxon. Not a super good actor. He's not like um, Daniel Day Lewis or anything, but he played. He's just fun to watch and do great movies. Yeah. Anyway, really- anyway, anyway, Keegan. Anyway, so yeah. what do you think about people who get who shit on actors because of how well they've played the bad character? Oh, do you know what, what? I mean? Is that like how when that actor from Game of Thrones who was playing that little shit was getting yeah. death threats from people? Yeah, yeah, like the blonde chick from Game of Thrones. But that doesn't happen anywhere. That doesn't no, even happen blonde... just by Game of Thrones. It's like yeah. all of them. Yeah, like people can... There's people out there that can't differentiate what they're watching on screen from reality and they think the actors are the same as the characters. Yeah, people are people are dumb. That's a thing that exists. Yeah, yeah I know. It's the kind of thing that makes me just lose faith. Yeah, yeah. faith in humanity. That actor who plays um, that young king in Game of Thrones, that little blonde one that yeah. everyone hated, he says he used to receive death threats from people, but he just find it really amusing. It's like, wow, these people, they think it's real. <laughs> yeah, it's just a TV oh. series. But in saying that, like for your John Saxon fella, I wonder if people like really enjoyed him acting, or he got death threats or something bad in the movie. Or, it wouldn't have been like that. You reckon? Like, when he plays a villain, it's like enjoyable to watch, and you're cheering him on. You're cheering on John Saxon. Because <laughs> John Saxon's awesome. He plays a villain, Hands of Steel. Um, he's he's like the dad. He's the dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. What's my stuff I'm seeing? He's in Cannibal Apocalypse. He's crazy in that movie. He's good. Yeah, I just, I was just thinking. What are your thoughts on that? Like, people who play bad guys really well, where people in real life can't, dif- like, tell the difference between a movie slash TV series to real life. That little subject is the common sense opinion that's silly and people are weird. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of things are black and white, but that's black and white. Like people who can't tell the difference, that is stupid. It's sad that it's a thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, is that all? That is all. Let's end it, Keegan. Next week, Zodiac and Battles Without Honor and Humanity. Okay. Um, We are on. Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Casts. But we're not on Reason anymore, Jess. We're not on Reason anymore. No? Isn't that the one with the comments and stuff? Well, they changed their name to Podvine. Podvine. Podvine, one word. Pod Podvine. Vine. Oh, that's cringe. It's not reasoning. Well, reason's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, but like Podvine is like Vine, but it's about podcasts. You know I what I mean? Call it pod TikTok, and I wouldn't care because comment sections on podcasts is still a good idea. Well, why did you take us off it? 
I don't what Podvine. We're still we're on Podvine. Oh, you're saying that we're not on Reason yeah. anymore because they changed their name to Podvine, but yeah. technically so we good. weren't. I confused you. No. You just... <laughs> oh. I worded it very poorly. You're like, we're not on Reason anymore because they changed their name. And I was like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. And then well, you're like, we're on Podvine. I'm like, so we we haven't left it. It's just not yeah. called Reason anymore. God damn it, Keegan. You fell for it, Jess. That was all bad. <sighs> Fucking fish, hook, and sinker. You're looking kind of like... Wait. <laughs> I just want to open up my mouth and go, blop, 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 like a fish. Yeah. Um, we got an email. MovieTalkAboutAs at gmail.com. Yes, send us emails and we'll talk about movies. Yeah. We'll do the thing if you send the thing. And yeah. then also, maybe talk about Instagram. It's a thing. <laughs> Keegan's effort of trying to make memes on Instagram. It's pretty funny. <sighs> yeah, I don't try very hard. I can't be asked. That's it. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, let's record earlier next time, JJ. Oh, yeah, Keegan, <laughs> it's because you fucking done this one. Jess, maybe if you weren't so, I don't know. I don't want to say it. It would hurt your feelings if I said what I was thinking right now. But it was your fault we started this late, Keegan. Yeah. Well. Bye. See ya.